Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to No Small Questions, the No Small Role show where we get to essentially just grill all the cast of No Small Roles and get all the gossip. Um, you may have noticed I am not Superfan Sam. <gasps> um, what? I know. Surprise. It's me, oh! Superfan Han. Shocker. <laughs> um, I, uh, will be asking, I'll be asking the questions tonight. And with me, I have the queen of Twain Tide, who also loves a bit of wilderness cooking and a lot of tattoos. Uh, Vicky Gaskin, who plays Juna. Heya. And we have the fabulous person who pulls all the strings of fate, uh, the amazing David Knight. Hi, how's it going? Tonight, I will be asking questions that have been submitted via the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Discord, and even in the live chat we have on our Zoom today. Um, we have our lovely patrons from Patreon joining us, some of them. So if you would like to be able to join us live, uh, get on Patreon, become a patron, um, and then you can be part of this amazing experience come join us (laughs) it's really fun and i'm not just saying that because i'm a super fan i guess this is when i need to do a spoiler alert (laughs) Um, this episode of no small questions will be uh, asking questions about episodes up to and including episode 63 so if you haven't listened to any episodes prior to that uh number please go do it now and then listen to this unless you want to spoiler it for yourself for some reason i don't know why you'd want to do that maybe you have anxiety about not knowing things <laughs> i don't know <laughs> david does that to us all. i fully relate i fully relate mostly in dealing it out more than but no i do i fully relate <laughs> uh i think i'm just gonna dive right in with questions because we have some really really good ones and i want to get through as many as possible because they're great um and Let's go. Juicy, juicy <laughs> as question. uh ross meekle rhymes with treacle said on instagram I predict excellent banter. So we want to have a lot of room for the excellent banter. (laughs) 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 
Stop. <laughs> Lightning bolt. <laughs> you know, it actually is written like that as well. I'm looking at the question now. It's written with a star and a lightning bolt. I love it. Um, it's because he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, good old question monitor. So to kick us off, Robin the Fairy Bard asks both of you, in my home game, all of us player characters have just celebrated Whisperween and had to describe the costumes we were all wearing. If the Abraca lads were to do the same, what would they dress as? Oh, that's a yeah. good one. That is a great that's so question. Fun. Yeah. Um, Vicky, do you want to go first? or Because oh. otherwise I'm going to decide for everybody else. I'm going to dress up all the other characters. <laughs> I know you do it first, and you say what you That's think Juno will be in. Such a DM Like you do everyone, I mean, and then I'll tell like, you whether you're right. I feel like the obvious one for Juno is obviously like a witch, you know, going, you know, your full wide-brimmed hat, broomstick type vibe. But also, I think she could really work as a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, I think she'd do a bit of a like creature ween. Like Ooh, I think yeah. she'd dress up as like a black cat. Would or she do mm, a Heidi nice. Klum? worm because of the worms <laughs> that was terrifying that costume oh i changed my answer to that Tanner. that's the one yeah. yeah the first time i saw that picture it was just the middle of her face and it was terrifying and i clicked on it no i think that would be I, that, hannah you answered the question so beautifully yeah. uh, but i really like the idea of juna dressed as a, a, a little black cat that sounds really cute yeah yeah but I would, I, like... would dr- I would dress Juna as a witch, like a real traditional witch with the green face paint Aww. and everything. She'd be so cute. I think Gwendolyn <laughs> should be dressed as Gubbins. That's what I want. Like a massive Gubbins. Gwendolyn does cosplay, doesn't she? Oh, 100%. <laughs> 100%. I can see nerdy little Gwendolyn definitely cosplaying when she was younger before she yeah. like... Went to monk school and started properly training. Like, like really, really, like really specific niche people that they're like, this is amazing, but who are you? And she's like, well, actually, I'm like this very particular character that I read about in this scary book once. And they were like, okay. Yeah. Um, Who would Inkidu get dressed up as? I think he'd do like a sort of... Uh, like a sort of classic warrior look kind of thing, mm. wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, mostly because I can imagine he probably wouldn't want to be out of armor just in case. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he'd have himself protected. Even though it's a costume, it's like still functional. I can really imagine yeah. him dressing in like a full suit of proper armor. Like, I am a haunted suit of armor yeah. or something. <laughs> and all, all things that he yeah. owned anyway, but he sort of put together. Yeah, yeah. I can finally wear this. <laughs> I feel uh, like Guy might go as himself. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Would he not go as Elvis? He's basically in disguise the whole time anyway, As right? Elvis. As Elvis. That's a really That's good a great one, Hannah. Do you want to just answer all our questions for a second? They're much better answers than us already. You've been nailing it. Oh my God. Ross has just answered on the chat in Kidu, Batman in chaps. <laughs> Which trumps all those other answers now. That's incredible. <laughs> I can so see yes. him as Batman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. Would would Orin be uh be the Robin to Inkeeper's <gasps> Batman? Yes. Oh my god, yeah. they do a couple's costume, the it'd be so yeah. cute. Yes. 
That would that would be it. That would be adorable. And and he would also like. I feel like because Orin's so technical, he could do the like uh, motorbike sidecar from like Fools and Horses version <laughs> for them to get into. And then Enkidu and Orin would get at it where like um, Enkidu's like, "No, we need a Batmobile," and he's like, "No, but this is like what I've made. <laughs> I just made this. Oh, that's this. so cute. I love it. I love that so much." Yeah. Thank you. It's Robin the Fairy yes, Bard. Yes, it is Robin question, the Fairy right? Bard. I feel like we Robin, need a one shot of that now. Yeah, thank the you. The Whisper Ween one shot. That would be so good. Yeah, that would yeah. be really yeah. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, staying on the spooky seasonal theme, um, Captain Jam actually asked both of you because it was recently Halloween. Let's get spooky. What are your biggest fears for each character right now? Oh, so many. Um, I have concerns. <laughs> many. I I really have to separate my fears for the characters where we've got up to and where mm. everyone yes, is up to. Episode sixty three. Yeah. Sixty three. So what's just um what's just happened is Enkidu's just been beaten up in the sewers. Uh, yes. Yeah. And everyone's rushing back to to talk to Alcibiades. Yeah. I, th- I think I think I have a lot of fear surrounding Enkidu at the moment. I think it's he d- he needs some tenderness, doesn't he? He's got a lot going on. You know, mm. he's died. He's got a new body. I think what happened to him in that last episode was terrifying. Like the the Malia stuff, but also the stuff that was going on with the like the other guys. So yeah, I want I want him to like. <laughs> I want, I want him to get some sort of answer about something. <laughs> they're coming eventually, they're, but they're coming, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I what agree. What fears are there? Um, what, pers- what are your fears for the characters, David? Because personally, that might, be, that might be what's yeah. about to happen. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried for all of you going into Chargelt Hall. That's what, like, all of your plans and that heading on in there. And I know this is this is a kind of like retrospective, retroactive worry. Because we've we've recorded at the moment up until episode sixty nine, as we record this, so we we're a little ways ahead. I've got an idea of how things go, but I still have big worries for everybody. I do have worries. <laughs> it's like it's the night, like you know, you, you have fun, you set up set up all of the 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 the, the obstacles and set up all the blocks, but I don't know how well everyone's going to roll in the moment or any any character choices that they're going to make that could put them in more danger than I've planned for. And so I, that's what my constant worry is for everybody. I'm going to accidentally you kill you the most dangerous world. Yeah. And you're like, gosh, these guys could fuck it yeah. up so that the thing that wasn't meant to kill them will kill them. God, well, terrible. Them. <laughs> the, the big fear for me at the moment, and I think you guys covered this in Superfan Chats this week, which if you haven't listened to it, you should. It's amazing. Is it. just sort of like the, the people who we are now surrounded with there's um, the arcanists, there's the hex, there's the children of havoc, and I, and 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 then you know we've we've been to the Wingthrops and we've seen a golem army, which like I'd, how do, how do yeah. you go up against that? Oh, so so here's a story for you. I was stood uh, on uh, where was it? It was near Bournemouth, wasn't it? Where me and David and Ben stood. Oh yeah. On the cliff edge, looking out to sea. <laughs> and David goes, hmm, how big an area of this ocean do you think a golem army would take up? So me, Ben and David stood there figuring it out. working yeah. out what this, like, the area would cover of the golem army. 
And it's so massive. <laughs> so much ocean Ben has put in the chat. So like, oh. I think there's just, there's just so many people that. who we don't yeah. trust. And, and I will drop in a little reminder about that flames, floods, the dead rising. That's also <laughs> yep. just there. there. That hap- I mean, I know that happened a long oh, time ago, but that is there. It's still, the- and also the crowd, at like downstairs tower with all the mirrors, mirrors like yeah. there's all those 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 potential people out there so there's just and you know the political landscape there's i just think there's so much to be scared about yeah. <laughs> but you guys are actually doing a really good job of keeping yourselves like <laughs> through it all <laughs> you're navigating through all of these different uh, different troubles and bumping into them going okay well maybe not Ooh. that one today all right we'll walk around but this I corner think, i think for juna like you know whether you know david and i obviously have had a chat about juna's like belief system and we've we've heard ginger's feedback <laughs> on her meeting kieda so you know in juna's mind she's been sort of like she exists to sort of keep the balance right and to sort of she feels like she has a place in the like bigger mechanics of the world so I think my fear through Juna is I think she's working out well how do I fit into all this what do I need to do and she's sort of in her mind gone well all of these young'uns are are like her essentially she thinks of them as like the power rangers and she's there to sort of support them and stuff and so it's like like how, how does how does she use her powers to make a difference um and and it's so much bigger than i think she ever thought it would be are you scared also that juna is secretly for the dark rather than the light a little bit <laughs> or, or <yeah>. the balance <laughs> i was gonna say is there a fear in there <laughs> and i th- i think as well i think juna uh, Juna believes that all of the gnomes think that they're for the balance because that's sort of how she's been trained. So I think meeting Kierda, who doesn't think that, like I think maybe you know that, it, that it's not going to take much to rock Juna's confidence because I think she's the cracks are starting to show in something that she's been so strongly tied to for two hundred years and her whole entire life. So I think it's sort of like well, like why do these things happen when we touch and i think she yeah there is that fear but there's also the fear of juna going but what if i'm this and what if i'm that and what if this entire way of living isn't like yeah like she sort of swayed that balance in some way or getting really at least really existentially confused yeah Mm. (laughs) david is giving nothing away (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, and the big fear, which is baby David, <laughs> Hello. the scariest of them all. It's fine. Everything's gone. That's the be scariest fine. thing a DM can say. <laughs> do, do, you know, do you know he said everything's going to be fine right before the dragon statue? At the oh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, it was to be fair to you. That's the thing. I was like, you know, I've just at that point killed two characters. I just need everyone to like. Feel the feel the feels, but also like it's all in the plan. Don't worry, it's it's gonna be all right. Um, that was yeah. so horrible. Well, we actually have a question for you, David, uh, from Pippa, oh. who is here in the Zoom with us right now. 
Hi, Pippa. Hello, guys. Hi, Pippa. Hello. Hey, Hey. Hi. I have a surprise, surprise, music-related question for you, David. Lovely. As Enkidu entered the Queen's Comb in episode 62, I think we might have heard a Mm. variation of the Winthrop melody underscoring the description of the Honey Factory. Are you giving us some sneaky musical clues that the Hex and the Winthrops are much more closely related than we currently know? Or are these themes deliberately quite similar? That is an outstanding question. That's like researched, (laughs) paying attention, super fan. I write threatening themes fairly close together. Um, I think the other thing, like in those two moments, I've got a real thing for the hammered dulcimer at the moment, um, which is quite heavy in the Erida Wingthrop stuff. And then it's kind of been brought in with the Hex uh, music as well to pick out the melody for it. Um, It's not purposefully actually in that moment i do drop a lot of hints in the music though i'll be honest so if anyone's listening to things and yeah pip basically i do it for pippa because i know, I know <laughs> they're gonna be there being like oh let me see what does this mean it, um, go back and re-listen in, well yeah with right. my music yeah here. um in that instance not so much what i have been doing actually with the hex theme at the moment is every time enkidu's done something slightly criminal or like use his criminal contact i've been using the hex theme as a a suggestion of like that's the kind of stuff that he's been doing so the whole time he's been in fall loss veil like he's had this constant like like poking of like the hex getting closer and closer to him almost uh which has been a lot of fun um but yeah no not not explicitly linked those two i do quite like writing music that like little motifs that sound similar because then it's super easy to like flip between them as well. Like it's so much easier to like weave two or three different themes close together. If you know, they're, they, they're kind of all following a similar cadence. Um, but yeah, no, I do enjoy the hex theme though. A, a lot of it I've pulled from way back in, um, in the Berry and Fields arc. I realized like we've, we've really only had like hints and moments of the hex theme um but like in that there was like a couple of hex fights so when it came to writing all of that stuff with enkidu sort of being trapped i kind of like grabbed huge chunks of that older melody and there's actually like a hex b melody that hasn't been used since then um that's kind of then interwoven in with it so that was a lot of fun going right the way back and going oh look all pieces of music i forgot david i I don't know if this is a question but i am in awe of how you both manage to create this campaign and also all the music for it in such a detailed and complex <laughs> way where it's not just like, oh, I'll just put some stuff in. That's fine. And also has like a full, complete yeah. life as yeah. well. Like a family <laughs> and several other jobs. Yeah. <laughs> several yeah. other jobs. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I just enjoy doing it so much. So it's, it's fun to, to drop little hints, hints here and there. And next time I'm on, uh, on No Small Questions, I'll, I'll answer and reveal more of those connections <laughs> that have been going on. But I feel like some of them are minor spoilers. Ooh. So I will mention no Ooh. more. How much? Oh, Pippa, have you spotted any more? <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll have to have a super fan get together and uh, put our heads together and <laughs> obsessively go over the entire score from the last few episodes. <laughs> Try and pinpoint it all. <laughs> Please do. That's, that's what I want to do. <laughs> Preempt the DM. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, Excellent question, though. Thanks, Pip. Speaking mm. of lovely uh, touches that really bring the campaign to life, we've actually got a question from super fan Sam for you, Vicky, which is Aww, I hey, feel Sam. like we're due another campfire tale from Juna. Have you got any good ones to delight us with? Um, if yes, please could Gina regale us right now. The banter you two shared on the No Small Roles mega recap episode will do just fine. <laughs> and he's put a little like winky face like there, um, which is cute. <laughs> there, I have dropped another story between what has been released and what has been recorded. <gasps> oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Mm. And I want to talk about it so much, but I don't yeah. want to ruin it because I think he'll oh. be really fun. I think it's in the next episode. 64? No, it is. It is. It's in 64 because I've just written the music for it. So there you go. Oh, I'm really glad. That's so exciting. Yeah. So yeah. You, won't, you won't have long to wait, everybody. I'm really excited about this next one as well. I was really like, it sort of came up organically, didn't it? Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've got this one to drop. So I don't have one for now, Sam, but you don't have to wait long for oh, the next that's one. that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then once that's been released, then... There's that we're, we're like there's lots to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> no, we should have waited. <laughs> now I want to know. It would be so lovely yeah. to get them all together, and like part of me really wants to just do like a little illustrated book of all the stories, like a little kids, like a little kids Aww. fairy tale book. It would be so nice. Yeah, oh, yeah. I do love Gina's stories. What what I do love about them is how how much you can pull out of like how yeah it's interesting like listening to them quite often we're listening in character so everybody kind of like responds in character to them but i feel like all of us also then go wow okay i can personally take something away from that (laughs) yeah they they take a while to write (laughs) (laughs) hence why i'm not spunking one out in the next more questions (laughs) fair enough you have to save it for when it's right no but there is there is one and this one is slightly different to the others and sort of has a bit of a special place in my heart. And will do to someone who is definitely listening right now. I'm going to oh say Oh my no God, there's so many. I thought David was going to be the one dropping annoying, like vague bits of information <laughs> and like Easter eggs. Me and too. now it's you, Vicky. No, <laughs> Yeah, this is what the the rest of this conversation is going to be, is me and Vicky going, oh, great question. Uh, we'll answer it next time. Ooh, it's coming. You'll be glad that I haven't spoiled it for you all then. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure we will eventually. Really well. Um, this is a question for both of you from Kit. And uh, he asks, if you could do an IRL, that's in real life for people who don't speak internet, um, an IRL Twain Tide <laughs> tournament, what challenge do you think you'd nail and what would be your absolute worst nightmare? Oh. See, if there was a real life Twain Tide tournament, I would be all over it. <laughs> I like, I just yeah. love it. I just like, I feel like June is not necessarily into it that much, but like every now and then, like the natural Vicky in me is like, Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> but like the one on the bridge, I would have just been like, me, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. And yeah. 100%. That would that would be the one I would want to do the most. They're like jumping, jumping from across. log oh, to log. Yeah. Mm. That was so fun. Yeah. That one was a really cool one to yeah. listen to as yeah. well. It's quite action packed. 
one that I think I would absolutely fail at and wasn't actually a twain tide challenge. It was the sticky sausage, sausage eating <laughs> challenge. <laughs> I mean, I don't do spice on the best of days, so I would have been out straight off. But like, just like having to force feed yourself, like it felt weird even pretend doing that to everybody, you know? The competitive eating. Like, if we could all sit down with a nice little bit of chocolate or something, that's nice. But force feeding you like curried yeah. pota- uh, curried sausages. <laughs> No, that was a very not. sensory episode, David. <laughs> it was Apologies. really funny, though. Oh, I admit. yeah, it was yeah. fun. I I think I'd really enjoy the the catapult one in in Vernal yeah. Rise. I don't think I'd be very good at it, but I'd I'd really just like I don't know. I, I like trying archery. I've only done it a few times in my life, and every time I've been like, I want to do more. So those kinds of ones, I think I'd mm. have a lot of fun with. Again, wouldn't be brilliant at. <laughs> I think the spoons in the tray would do my <laughs> head in because if I didn't get the answer right, I would spend a really long time winding myself up and going, mm-hmm. oh, there weren't any there. I should have noticed it. So I think I would hate that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm quite, I'm I'm naturally very competitive, <laughs> particularly like with yes, myself. <laughs> no. <laughs> also, I've got I, the the workout I did this morning was all about being competitive. So I come at this podcast in full like gorilla mode. So I oh, feel really? like yeah, it's an interesting time to talk about a competition. Yeah. How about you, Hannah? Which one? Yeah. What, which challenges do you think you'd, you'd enjoy the most? Oh, that's a really tough one. Um. My balance is horrible, so I don't think the ones with the moving logs in the water would... I, I I don't think I'd be very good at it, but I think I would have a lot of fun trying. Um, mm. Also because I don't have anything to do with water and swimming, so I'd be like, oh no, I guess I just have to swim. Mm. Oh, terrible. Um, but what do I think I would be good at? I don't really know. They're all, they're, like, all the challenges are so different. Um. Mm. What would you hope another one would be like that you would really enjoy? <laughs> like one of the ones we haven't got. Oh, to if there were just like a general like challenge, like escape room type thing. Yeah. Um. Probably something with a puzzle. I'm better at puzzles. Nothing that involves having nice. to like fit shapes together in space, because again, I find that really difficult. Like polyominoes really mess with my mind. But any kind of puzzles where you or like riddles i really love that kind of thing like word games oh. yeah we've not had a riddly one yet have we <laughs> yeah Al- alice has just said in the chat yeah i think that is a riddly yeah. type of one it already feels a bit actually, mysterious doesn't it I'd, I'd really yeah enjoy mysterious the actually. yeah i think that would be yeah. that like roaming the streets trying to find a specific thing. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I mean, they all sound really fun. I feel like David's just given us a clue to what the duck hunt is about. <laughs> Gotta find a duck. duck. <laughs> See, that's the kind of thing that I would absolutely love. And I would also drive me absolutely bonkers because I would be trying to work out the trick. Like, what is the duck hunt? What does it mean? What's like the clever way that it's not just so straightforward? But then is that a double bluff? Is it straightforward? Like, I, I would be going mm. round and round with that kind of thing for like hours. <laughs> I'd love it. <laughs> Definitely that one. Um, yeah. Would Would you be up for like doing it? Like if you saw the flyer like they did, would you be like, yes, I want to do oh, the spoons? Yeah. Or would you be like, nah. Definitely. I mean, as much as the super fans slightly ragged on uh, <laughs> the Africa lads for 
do it taking part in the spoons tournament i feel like half the average lads were also ragging on it so no as much as we're like oh my god guys there's all this stuff that you could be doing Uh, 100 i would be exactly the same i'd be like yeah games let's go oh my god so much fun (laughs) best distraction and they are really fun to listen to as well so yeah Uh, yeah they're like what i've enjoyed about them is is how much of a contrast they are to everything else that's going on it's a nice balance i love that kind of like smash cut between like like especially in the last episode where it's like you got yeah. half of them going oh yeah mage child let's figure out how to cross a room and then poor enkidu in, a, oh in my the God. sewers like absolutely getting kicked oh. out of it like just that contrast. It, oh, it's juicy. Ben's just said. Such drama. Look, anyone can save the world, but only one team can win the spoons. It's so true. <laughs> it's so I think true. Juna needs that as a tattoo, Ben. <laughs> oh my God. If you guys finish the Twain Tide tournament, will Juna get a spoon tattoo? Yes. 100%. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I suppose that, that contrast between... Um, the whole oh my god yeah let's try across the room you know very escape room and then Enkidu yeah. literally being like I cannot escape this room what is happening oh my god I'm falling into a pit <laughs> was thematically visually in my mind stunning um and David mm, Amanda so Vickers actually asks are you just trying to kill Enkidu at this point <laughs> which feels valid no. as a question he is it, I, I mean yeah unfortunately it does he's he's really getting it but um he he's very integral to the plot so <laughs> not die very that would be great <laughs> i would love to kill him but he's a plot device so unfortunately <laughs> no. he's not a plot device. he is yeah, his his entire backstory and all of that has, has quite large repercussions. So I would I would quite like him not to die. Um, I feel there's like a there's like a subplot, like a meta subplot, which is Daryl trying to break the game and David saying no. <laughs> this absolutely clarifies so much the fears for the characters that you spoke about earlier, David. Where you're like, I'm really scared they're actually going to die. <laughs> I'm really worried. I'm really worried. I mean, I completely see what like, and this is the, this is the other thing is that like Daryl as a as a player makes such strong character choices, and they are fantastic. I I love absolutely love reacting to them, um, because every time he does say, "Okay, I'm going to do this," I'm like, "Ooh, on. Ooh I I've got no idea what's going to happen next." Um, Luckily, he did give me a heads up with this whole recent hex thing. He was like, okay, so this is what I want to do. I want to go see the hex. And I, I sat and I really considered it. I was like, well, they've really pissed the hex off recently. I feel like if, the, if, if you were in a really bad relationship with someone uh, and then they walked up to you to say, hey, and they'd, you know, burnt down your house and your face and stolen things from you and messed about with you in so many different ways. You wouldn't treat them nicely. So unfortunately, <laughs> I had to do that. Um, but it, what, I, what is that situation, what I, and again, this is the dice playing perfectly into a scenario, is after Malleus had given the warning, the inside check being a one. I was like, you oh could God, not yeah. write this. So if, so, like, if you wrote that down in a book, you go, oh, I may, I'm, I'm being a bit too... That one, Daryl did to himself. Uh, I, uh, 
<laughs> Daryl and the dice. I've got. I've got. Ugh. They're conspiring together. Uh, <laughs> they're conspiring. Mm. Daryl's put yeah. in the chat. Plot I armor ha- still allows pain. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I, uh, he'll he'll get answers soon. It's it's in the plans. It's in the plans. Everybody, don't you worry. Amazing. Um, yeah. It's, Amazing. It's all good. It's all good for them. And it's it's so fun when Enkidu goes a bit rogue, isn't it? It's a it real like so departure. It's so yeah. fun when any yeah. of you go rogue. You're like, oh. Because all of you have your moments <laughs> where it's like, hang on a second. What 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 just happened? Why? That's <laughs> that is a very yeah, exciting yeah, yeah, yeah. choice. Yeah. But what why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love when Gaius goes off as well. And then <laughs> and it's always the story he tells the party when he gets back. Yeah. As if we haven't just heard what he's done. Amazing. Yeah. Everybody has to go with whatever it is, that he, like whatever story he's spinning to explain, you know, extra gold or, <laughs> or where he's he's gotten um, <laughs> trinkets from. You're just like, <laughs> what have you been doing? What, what? That can't be true. Yeah. Oh, bless him. Yeah. 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 And, and again... Episode sixty four, everyone. Gaius pulls an absolute blocker, oh, and that's that's I all I'm going to say. It's beautiful. It is, and again, one of those beautifully unexpected moments from a player to a DM. That I'm like, oh, okay, we'll like see. Handing you a gift. Actually, the next episode is a real banger of an episode. It's good, isn't it? I was just thinking about like where the where the episode like comes in after what's just happened at the end of the last episode. Oh my gosh. So listen to episode <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming it'll be out by the time this comes out. So I think uh, yeah, possibly. Well, probably actually. In which case, you've probably already listened to it. You know exactly what I'm yes. talking about. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. <laughs> On a more lighthearted note, I suppose, uh, there's a question from the amazing superfan Jeremy Cobb. Ah, I think this is possibly Disney. the first question question that jeremy's asked on this uh show which is really cool as well i feel like it's maybe the first one under his own name <laughs> yes <laughs> yes i think Dwayne <laughs> has asked a question before um so jeremy asks uh kiss marry kill for you or your character <laughs> kral erida and malleus <laughs> oh Kiss, marry, kill. I love I how I much know. more thought is going is just... into this than the more serious question. <laughs> like, we've really got to think about this one. This it's means the a I've been lot. In a really long time. It's great. I think, I think, kiss Malleus, kill, uh, kill Kral, and marry Erida. That's where I'd line mm. myself up with. Solid choices. <sighs> Very solid choices. Mm. <laughs> I think. I might be about to say the same as you, David, but I wasn't really listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> sure. um, I think I think I'd have to kill Erida because she was responsible for Enkidu's death. Mm. So yeah, uh, and then I'd uh, kiss Kral <laughs> <laughs> and and marry Malleus and take over the next. Ooh, nice. <laughs> very nice Ross has said Malleus is low key hot I, I think Malleus is possibly high key hot like just straight up <laughs> quite attractive well and you know I think he's pretty hot having been burnt a bit <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> but if I married uh, him I'd have to kiss him anyway again and again 
Whereas I think I could sure. only do that once with crowd <laughs> <laughs> and not go back. <laughs> what, what is it? Is it is it the the aged skin? Is it the the, the, the undead nature? Is yeah. it the creepy time sickness? <laughs> I don't know. What's going on? Yeah. I, I think I think had Erida not been in charge of Enkidu's death, I definitely would kiss her and kill Kral. I'd much rather mm. kiss Erida than Kral. But uh, but then No, I still carry a lot of guilt the about it. Is, David, <laughs> David, if you married into the Wingthrups, you would have to complete yeah. the set of trials. That's true. Well, I could marry in and then just not do trials. Apart from that yeah. first one. I'd do the first one and then uh, and then just not try the others. That's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll join Coggy and just like walk around in my, in my dressing room. Do you, do you yeah. think Erida would give you hints of what to do and what not to do? If I was married to her? Yeah. I'd hope so. I'd, I'd hope that she'd make it a challenge, but then yeah but that would be so annoying though if you didn't complete the challenges because you'd be trying to have like a conversation over breakfast and she'd be like i'm sorry that information is restricted to higher ranking family members (laughs) yeah but what do you want (laughs) that would be that would get old three of us (laughs) (laughs) really come on just make a decision come on (laughs) (laughs) amazing <laughs> um Vicky, uh Kit asks, what would be Juna's idea of a self-care day? Oh, she'd love a self-care day. Yeah. I think she'd be quite good at that. She'd definitely do some like high-level meditation. But yeah, because she's sure. got her, her flower check, which is kind of a meditation anyway, uh, yeah. in some ways. And yeah, she's got her like seven seven yeah. petal like meditation. I think She'd go out, she'd go a bit Ruana, like, when she was alive. Like, go out into the woods, spend some time in nature, like, make some animal buddies, have a meditate, maybe have a wash. I don't feel like Juna washes very often. (laughs) I don't know why. Like, we never really talk about washing, but I think Juna's a bit grubby. So I think she'd, like, have a bit of a dip in in a lake or something, give herself a bit of a freshen up. Yeah, make some nice food over a campfire. That's I feel like that would lovely. be enough. Yeah, that sounds really lovely. Yeah, it's a really yeah, it's a really interesting point, and Ben's just commented too. We don't talk about you guys washing or going to the toilet or any well, of those very normal Gwen, things, do we? Yeah. I know Gwen did of, have that episode where she like did when? very specifically ask for a bath. That's true. That's true. So out of everybody, Gwen was the last person to wash. <laughs> Gwen is the cleanest. So... <laughs> oh yeah, Guy had a shower, says Ben. <laughs> Guy had a shower. No, that's true. Guy's had a shower. Guy's winning. He's the cleanest. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, especially that like, Enkidu what? does prestidigitate. Oh, Enkidu does, presti- does clean his clothes with magic very often. He does, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's the thing, is that actually you guys don't have to wash as often because you've got <laughs> prestidigitation. You've basically got Enkidu just, like, cleaning you all the time. <laughs> yeah. Just making but- sure everyone smells nice. or And then, like, the smell of strawberry daiquiri just floating around <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> yeah, part of our long rest is, uh, <laughs> like, having a shower <laughs> or a bath. But yeah, I don't, I don't think Juna is a big washer, like, generally. So I think... 
That's part of the reason why it's never been discussed from Jesus. But we should talk more about going to the toilet. I'm, Let's yeah. do it. Let's not it like in. not like there's anything else yeah. you guys need to be getting on with in the. <laughs> Yeah. Like like a Tamagotchi, it's like we put it on the bottom of our sheets, you know, like, has Guy played the flute? <laughs> have, we all, have we all gone for a ship before we go to bed? It, have Tick. you eaten recently? <laughs> yeah. Uh, amazing. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of talk of everybody eating pastries and not much else actually in the party, oh, yeah. isn't there? It's always a big, or it's always like a big breakfast. And then, yeah. yeah, every so often we get Juna doing doing yeah. some cooking in the I mean, evening. most important meal of the day. We ate, we ate a lot healthier back in, like, Tillisham when mm-hmm. Juna was doing more of the <laughs> <laughs> Well, and there have been some sort of being invited round to dinners with people that you may or That's may not true. be able to trust. That's true. To a greater or lesser degree. And Ben shaking his head like, absolutely not. No. <laughs> no trust. <laughs> um, question for both of you from Pippa. Pippa, would you like to ask it? Hello again. Hi. Hi, Pip. <laughs> Hello. Uh, with the upcoming D&D Honour Among Thieves film being released early next year, along with the second season of The Legend of Vox Machina animated series as well, could you also see No Small Roles working as a film or a TV series if money were no object? And if so, who might play or voice your favourite end? Oh, my God, that's such a good oh, question. Oh, Pippa. I, I mean, to, firstly, I want it. I yes, want to see it already. That would be the best. <laughs> that would be amazing, right? Oh, just like all of those moments as well, like like seeing the Golem army, like all of the animals crashing yeah. over the hedge. Those, like visually, those moments would be so cool. Oh, so good! Come on, someone fund us to do that, please. <laughs> Put up a Kickstarter. Any <laughs> film studios out there? Hello. Yeah. Um, I, in my head, I know who would voice who I would want to voice. Oh, would be Miriam Margulies oh. for sure. <gasps> oh, that's and I know good she's not casting. an NPC. I know that's not yeah, the question. Still, I was like, that's amazing. Yes, that is very yeah. good casting. Who would play someone like Lady Vondell? Like that sort of. You know, I kind of get like Charlie's Theron. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, Ben. I was going to say Laura Bailey as well. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh Laura yeah. Bailey. Yeah. Also, very good. Very good casting. That kind of like. Yeah, just very powerful, like has a softness, but at the same time, mm. like there's 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 a harshness in there as well. Um, we could get Circus in to play um Crowl. A hundred percent doing his best uh <laughs> golem point yeah, two. Yeah. yeah. I feel like um Um Lena Hedy playing Lady Vondell would be good. <gasps> giving a bit oh, of yeah. giving a bit of Cersei yeah. Lannister. Very or Daryl said Helena yeah, Bonham Carter. Also a good one. Yeah, mm. all of these people. Who would you have Jenny. playing? <laughs> Who would you oh, have playing Jenny? Jenny? <laughs> Who would you have playing Jenny? I'd have Dolph oh, French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would yeah. be so good. <laughs> oh, God, I've completely forgotten her name. What, um, Daisy May Cooper. Oh, she'd, oh, she'd do a great Jenny. Daisy May Cooper yes. as a Jenny. Yeah. Or, yeah, Ross as Miranda Hart also would be great. Also Miranda Hart. Yeah. Ooh, right. Just for a joke, I'd really like Miranda Hart to be Priscilla. <laughs> she does not fit that casting at all. <laughs> just yeah. to see what she does with it. <laughs> oh, Kasula would be a great one to cast. Who would Kasula? What about someone whether... like Vi- uh, Viola Davis? Yeah, well, I was going to say, like, um, 
<laughs> like with Black Panther <gasps> two coming out. Like I was uh, about to say her. Like, oh my god, mm, she'd be incredible playing. playing because yeah, yeah. I mean, I love her as Michonne, so and it's I, like she would be such uh, a good yeah, exactly. crossover for like, Kasula. Like that kind of vibe would be incredible. Yeah, strong mm. casting. Yeah. What about Gus? Uh, uh, I feel like in a, in an all star cast, I think like they would have to give you Gus because whilst you're not <laughs> like well you're not an A lister, you would have to be in it, and that would be your they like that would be our like bargaining. Oh, amazing. Chip. But yeah. David has to play Gus. Is that we we have to each have one character somewhere in the background. <laughs> oh, that's a question then, Vicky. Um, who would you play if you if okay? So they've cast A listers as all of the main roles, so they're filling out all the NPCs. Which NPC would you play? I'd love to play Jenny. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Yeah. That would be so good. I think it'd be... Oh. Yeah. It'd be quite fun to be uh, Ferrisine, I think. Oh, Ferrisine's yeah. isn't she? Oh, Tiger with yeah. Titi is Kira. Yes. Yes, Daryl. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, Daryl. Yes. Tiger Waititi for Kira. Definitely. So <laughs> and the idea of like Tiger versus Miriam Margulies <laughs> as well. Oh my god, the two of them together. I know this is so irrelevant, but both of them are Jewish and that makes me so happy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's sort of I say that also being Jewish myself. Sorry, that needs context. (laughs) 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 Not just a random person who's like, I love Jews. No. By the way, they're Jewish. Yeah. Oh no, that I mean yeah, I'm loving that casting. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. Could we make it happen? Yeah. What's the budget? <laughs> What's what is the budget? Mm. I mean, I, I think a, a round a billion would do. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. That'd be good. Let's hit up the arts council. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's plenty of money in the arts at the moment. <laughs> we can't get into that on those more questions. We can't as much as I want to. We can't go there. <laughs> But this was an excellent, Such excellent a good question. question. Thank you so much, yeah, Pip. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant. We could we could do a whole episode on this question, yeah. Pippa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be so great. Um, another another great question that came from Kit actually, which was asked on the Welcome to Dragon Talk interview, um, and it would be really fun to put it in the No Small Questions. So Kit has asked if you had a dragon horde, what would be in it? Ooh. Suddenly looking around at the, the large collections of things I have <laughs> going, oh, what if I could just choose one of those things, what would it be? Leggings. <laughs> yeah. Leggings. I have so many leggings. Oh God, Vicky, me too. <laughs> leggings. Uh, I love it. <laughs> any particular styles in the pile or are you like? Uh, well... They would all have to be from size inclusive brands because mm-hmm. fuck anyone who doesn't do that. Um, and just lots, of, yeah, like lots of different colors, different styles, different thicknesses, like quality leggings. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah you'd have a hoard, so you'd <laughs> yeah. need the best, right? Yeah, I mean, it probably wouldn't. It's the thing I have the most of. <laughs> so what you're saying is you already have a leggings hoard. I have a leggings hoard, yeah. <laughs> Many a conversation is had over the space that is taking up, get taken up by leggings in my house. <laughs> what What about you, Hannah? Oh, what, I mean, kind of do you like? I love leggings. <laughs> I love I love all kinds of leggings. Uh, but I mainly go for ones that have ridiculous prints on them. I think my favourite pair are ones that just have slices of pizza all over them. Um, it's pretty good. Nice. Yeah. 
when we meet in real life for the yes, first time, le- oh my we God. have to both wear our most outlandish yes. leggings. And I, I've got ones with a unicorn on one side and a <gasps> robot on the other joint by a rainbow. Oh my so I'll wear those. God. I don't wear them often because I'm going to have to up my leggings yeah. game so much. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The two of you are kind of convincing me that maybe I should start a horde of leggings. Uh, <laughs> yes. This is all I'm hearing. Yes. Right you should, David. Absolutely should. If I actually, if I were going to hoard any kind of clothing, it would be jumpers. <laughs> a thick woolly jumper. <laughs> you have a good jumper collection. I do. You, you do. guys as dragons would be so cute. <laughs> be like, ha we have found the treasure. It is mainly sensible clothing. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Exciting and patterned, but... <laughs> Take your pick. Uh... <laughs> but don't, because I'm a dragon and I'm guarding it. Yeah, come on. Don't touch my jumpers. <laughs> um super fan sam's got another question here for david um which is uh david as you know sarah and i are expecting a little adventurer to join our ranks at the end of march congratulations sam (laughs) well as a fellow (laughs) dean dad (laughs) cute see what it did there sam um, can i count on you to immerse both of our halflings in the world of D&D when they reach playing age and what do you imagine that fantasy world might look like this is such a wholesome question God, I know. So awesome. Um, absolutely. Obviously, yes. Let's do that. Um, so my little one's just turned three. Um, and what is really exciting is how much role play she does as play anyway. All of the time. It's like, okay, you're going to be Chase from Paw Patrol. I'm going to be Ryder. And then we just run around pretending to be different characters. Yes. So Brilliant. This is straight out to Sam. First of all, Sam, never show your little adventurer <laughs> Paw Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it don't do it and for a third time don't do it but and i feel like i go on about this a lot show them bluey <laughs> if any parents out there and actually anybody who's not a parent you need to watch bluey it's on bbc iPlayer. it's on disney plus go and watch bluey bluey is this little family of australian dogs and what they do is play they play pretend so it's like as if it's like a normal family setup, like mum, dad and two girls and they just play pretend. And what is brilliant about Bluey is how much, <laughs> how many games I have discovered to play with my little one Aww. by watching it. And like, and then, you know, she's got the example of like seeing the game and then we just go and play the game. Um, so if we were to go into like role play fantasy world, uh, they've already got like Shadowland. They've already got like unicorns getting married all of these little examples of little scenarios and i feel like we could just straight up move that, that into dnd so me sam and our little ones that, yeah. oh my god can you just record it as an adorable yeah. podcast <laughs> yes. that would be the yes. most wholesome thing is oh listening to your yeah. little ones play <laughs> D&D. Yeah. no smaller role says ben in the chat no <laughs> oh, that'd no be so small. cute <gasps> Yeah. yeah but just as an extra plug everybody go uh, watch Bluey i'm convinced 100% <laughs> as you're saying that i was as, like as I'm an adult who watch doesn't that. have children i've seen a couple of episodes and quality yeah. hey, thanks it, absolutely <laughs> what like what i really love about it is how many adult subjects and i'm just gonna go on a little <laughs> rant about it and i'm gonna apologize to ben who's out there we drove back from bournemouth and i didn't stop <laughs> talking about bluey because i love it that much i told him to go and watch it this is the truth 
That was instantly after the Golem square footage moment, Straight wasn't after it? the Golem, yeah. exactly. We drove back and I ran on about Bluey for ages. Guys, uh, Bluey and Ragtime. watch Bluey um, for clues what as to what Bluey. is going to come up in those more roles. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Um, what I love about Bluey is how many adult subjects it tackles through the eyes of the kids. Um, for example, and it's kind of a little bit of a heartbreak episode. There's one episode where the kids are playing hospital and one of the, <laughs> one of the kids is like pretends to have a baby and it's an early baby. And the kids like go through this entire like understanding of what a, a premature baby is and how to keep it safe, but through play. And it's just beautiful. It's, this, yeah, there's some really heart moving, heart heartbreaking. My little drama therapist heart explode. Oh my god, this oh yeah, amazing. Oh yeah. Now I have to watch it, and I can say it's for work. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's incredible. Speaking of cute things, I've got a really cute question for you, Vicky, from Amanda, um, which is: What animals would be on Juna's bucket list to have conversations with? <laughs> we've got two questions. really cute questions right in a row i love it oh. is that how we're rounding it out for the evening we're just gonna yeah. ask for the cute yeah <laughs> we're just a wholesome evening <laughs> need yeah it. after kiss marry kill very wholesome <laughs> yeah yeah Ooh. the idea of, of yeah, kissing crowd <laughs> think of something different. <laughs> i don't think she's spoken to a cat yet has she i feel like she didn't have she'd enjoy having a conversation with a yeah, with a cat. I think she's just grateful for any animal that she can talk to. I feel like there's been less creatures since we've been urban. Maybe. It's true, I should throw some rats or something at you. Yeah. <laughs> throw some rats at you. I love the phrasing of that. <laughs> She'd like to have a chat with a rat. Oh, you did, you did with the plucky... Uh, oh, the plucky... Plucky poppycocks, yeah. No, yeah, you had a little chat with their rats. That's yeah. true. They were really cute. They were very cute. Yeah, I think she'd like to have a, a chat with a cat. That'd be quite high up. The animals that Ruana's been, I think like she'd be more inclined to, yeah, like have a chat with an owl or what else, what else has she been? A, a mouse. Aww, yeah, so cute. Yeah. It's a really adorable yeah. question though. Mm. Really adorable. Or a micro owl bear out oh in the wild. Oh my God. Baby Little owl. herds of micro owl bear roaming. So yeah. Cute. Thank you to the person that we credited at the time of first discussing micro bears for inventing that, <laughs> that as a is, creature. That is simply brilliant because they're adorable and too small to hurt you in a way that a real owlbear is. Like, yeah. Big owlbears are exactly real owlbear. They're not real. It might, well, no, I want them to be real, but they're not. <laughs> I want polar bears to be miniature so that oh, I can own a polar bear. Oh. I mean, any bears really, like, I think it's a shame that they're so yeah. cute because they're so scary and deadly. Yeah. I yeah. I once had a dream, this is like a decade ago, that my husband bought me a baby diplodocus and it was the cutest thing ever. Well, it, it didn't exist because it was in my dream, but it was like sort of <laughs> a foot long diplodocus that just sort of like ran up your arm and you could like put it in your hand like a sort of over, like a rat sort of size. And like ev- like every few days I remember that that's not a real thing. <laughs> it makes me really sad. Follow your dreams, make it real. <laughs> So I mean, if you could, if you could, yeah, like, if you could let me turn Ruana into a baby Diplodocus, that would be really nice, David. Dinosaurs are technically That's beasts. true; they Great. exist. And if it's tiny, yeah, a tiny one, then it's a tiny, a tiny one. Great, it still counts. You heard it here yeah. first. Awesome. <laughs> 
And because this has gone in such a wholesome direction, I feel like our final question is kind of perfect, um, which is from Captain Jam for both of you, um, which is Shout Fits Too Early, but I have to know, what would you give each character for Christmas slash the festive season and why? I love these kind of gift giving things. Yeah. That's why we did um, Heart of Spring, just because it was Christmas <laughs> at the time. Heart of Springmas. <laughs> Heart of Spring. So wholesome. Yeah. I would give each character a book that like specifically is designed for Aww. them in some way or other. Oh, that's You nice. know, like just like a really personalized, I know you want like this information here is here is an entire book Aww. on this stuff. Get the for gift you. of stories. Yeah. That's what I would nice. do. Yeah. Gift of stories, gift of information, gift of yeah. That's a very Research DM a gift. Juna could write them all a Christmas story and tell oh, them all a story about them about so themselves. Cute. Um yeah. Vicky, that's actually a tradition I have with a group of my friends, is that we do a secret Santa, but instead of gifts <gasps> oh, really? we do stories or poems. <laughs> it's really fun and really nerdy. So but nice. it's great. Idea, it's possibly my favourite thing about the festive season. Um, so yeah, we all pull on each other's names out of a hat and write a, a story or a poem for that person. I love that. I'm literally thinking about the WhatsApp groups that I'm going to suggest. Oh, that to. steal it! <laughs> it's genius. Yes. Yeah. I can't yeah, remember how good. we thought yeah. it up, but it's been a tradition for quite a few years now. And then we get together and have a meal and like all put them in the middle, and everyone takes theirs and reads it out to everyone. And then we have to guess who wrote it, and it's like, <sighs> yeah. It's such it's such a good oh, game. It's so amazing. fun. Give us the gossip. Are there any stories that or any writers that are just like, ooh, can't No. This is the thing, right? I, <laughs> I'm quite scared actually because this friend group of mine, I, I love them, shout out to my besties, but they are all extremely talented and it's very intimidating. <laughs> so I feel like I really gotta bring it every year. And each year I'm like, shit, I don't know how I'm gonna top anything that comes out. And they're all they're all very different as well. So it's all like it's very funny and very clever and we just end up laughing for hours it's great i highly recommend it to everybody so it's su- such good fun Aww. i'm gonna get this completely wrong i think there's a, a charles dickens book that's like a collection of ghost stories that was that exact thing basically like not that exact thing but that they all went to a him a group of friends of his all, all went to a house together and like wrote ghost stories and then like oh yeah, yes no i think someone there was a victorian writer i think maybe a contemporary of dickens who had a tradition of writing a ghost story on Christmas every year. And I think they all did. Yeah, I think you're right. There was something like that where they like read them to each other or yeah. Brilliant. Oh, <laughs> Ben, yes. I th- Christmas Carol is a Christmas ghost story. A, it's somewhere up there. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, small plug. Uh, if you're in any fullest pubs. <laughs> no small pub, no small plug. Well, you know what? You guys have <laughs> no just done the perfect plug. segue because we are coming to the end of the show. So is there anything you would like to plug? Well, Christmas Carol. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, coming to a fullest pub near you. Uh, you can go on to our social medias. You can go onto our social media to find the link is the easiest way to do it. Um, we're, yeah, we're going to Fuller's Pubs among the south of England uh, from the 2nd of December till the 23rd of December. Ben Galpin will be playing Scrooge. Woo! The glorious Scrooge. I'll be playing a bunch of characters, half of which you go, uh, they did real character in that story. Um, and... <laughs> David, they weren't in the Muppet version. They weren't in the Muppet version, yeah. Um, 
and David has done all the music and Grace has done all the costumes and I've made a lot of the props wow. and trunks. So it's got you have actually, haven't you? Yeah. It's, it's got no small roles that all over great. it. And if you're coming, tell us that you're coming because then we can come yeah. and say hey. Because Ben and I will be at all the shows. Because you're, you you're in them, yep. <laughs> and Ben's contracted in now. <laughs> um, and the link um, will also be in the show notes. So you can go on the social media or you can look in the show notes. Um, me, Ben and Daryl actually, actually had the pleasure the other day of sitting down with Shelley Mazanoble and Greg Tito from the Dragon Talk podcast to talk about their upcoming book, Welcome wow. to Dragon Talk. Long title, long title, long title. It's a very long title. Shelley is known for writing long titles, as <laughs> is <laughs> we learned very quickly <laughs> when chatting to them. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, that was it. Was an absolutely fantastic opportunity to, to talk with them and um, chat. Yeah, their experiences of basically being like the people in the middle of D and D for the best part of of ten years, Gosh. if not more. Um, and yeah, just the, the amazing guests that have had, uh, had on their podcasts. So yeah, check out, check that out, uh, which if it's not out now, it will be out. Yeah. Soon. And also buy their book, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, buy their book. Yeah. Welcome to Dragon Talk. It's really, really interesting. It's a really good read. Very entertaining, actually. Very interesting. That's my official, uh, that's my official. Very, actually, very entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> fantastic oh this has been an absolute delight thank you guys so so much i've had so much fun and thank you um everyone for your phenomenal questions um and thank you oh Hannah. it's been so thank much you, fun Hannah. i want to do it again so nice <laughs> <hanging out. laughs> yeah. Come back. Um, yeah. i think that's it from us so i guess all that remains is to say the infamous catchphrase which i definitely do really well all the time <laughs> do we usually count in on this episode or is it more like super fan chats where i just kind of wave my arms in the air and hope we all say it at the same time <laughs> do that do that one <laughs> are you ready yeah. okay cool yes smashed it Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.